the most important things still tug at certain strings. It's Rhyme and Reason 877. Hey there, Tony here. Yeah, I certainly appreciate the most important things in life, don't you? I'm sure you can relate. You know, great computer, phone, tablet, several devices to watch videos and stream content, internet access to a world so vast none of us are ever going to see or hear it all. Yeah, I appreciate those most important things in life. And as a preteen and teenager, my family called me Technical Tony. Yeah, they didn't always mean it as a term of endearment, but let's not go there right now. The point is, I enjoy technology. I love seeing how the latest, greatest mobile device or laptop works. And all of that stuff just it enthralls me. It intrigues me. I think it's also incredibly cool what we can do in the digital world. You know, that's just the most important things. Wait a second. The coffee must not have kicked in yet. Did I say the most important things in life are devices and digital content? Incredible. And you didn't even try to stop me. Thanks a lot. Actually, if you followed any of my rhyme and reason shenanigans on the website or here on my podcast, you already know that that was tongue-in-cheek. That was leading in with, you know, a little tongue-in-cheek humor there. And you already know that I know what's most important in life. And it's not stuff. It's not devices. It's relationships. Because they're the only thing, if you want to call them that, they're, they're the only thing you can take with you through eternity. But sadly, even most relationships won't make that journey. And that's why I don't place the value of my digital devices even close to the value of my relationships. And here on earth, neither one of them last all that long. For example, my dad. For most of his working life, he was a hardworking milkman. And that was back in the day when a milkman would deliver dairy products door to door, literally. And I know that. I remember going to work with him on a lot of Saturdays. So when I say he worked hard, I know what I'm talking about from personal experience. On those Saturdays that I worked, had to get out of bed around 3 a.m. And that way, could be at the dairy plant in time to load the milk truck before dawn. And, you know, as I think about it, I can still smell and feel that cold chill of the milk truck's storage area that's a whole nother thing, the way that worked. It was really cool. And Dad would stack the the whole storage area with cases of gallons and half gallons and quarts of milk. And there was juice and butter and bread and ice cream and more. And uh, Dad had two routes each week. One was his Monday, Wednesday, Friday route. And the other was Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And he delivered milk and some neighborhoods in Texas near NASA. In fact, as a side note, several of his customers were some of the first Right Stuff astronauts. Remember that movie, The Right Stuff? Some of his customers were some of those guys. And here's another side note, and it's a true story. Dad surprised me on one of those Saturdays that I was with him. He arranged for me to personally hand deliver a half gallon of ice cream to Neil Armstrong. And for those of you Born in this century, Neil Armstrong was the first man to set foot on the moon. Or he didn't, 
depending on how you view it. But anyway, he was he's credited with being the first man to set foot on the moon, and good old technical Tony got to hand him a container. I think it was Dutch chocolate Rocky Road ice cream. I, I believe that was the flavor. Okay, uh, let me get back to the story then and why I'm sharing it. Even on those long Saturdays when I helped Dad deliver milk, he spent lots of time with me and not just telling me what to do. I mean, we'd also have conversations about the most important things in life other than relationships. He was interested to know what I'd learned in math and science and language classes. And we'd talk about other things like family and where I'd go when I die. Yeah, even that. And those one-on-one times with Dad, they were priceless. And I wouldn't trade a second of them for all the cool technology in the world because he died when he was only 51. And that's been a long time ago. Just so you know, life with dad wasn't always a Norman Rockwell painting. No, he was a strict disciplinarian. And when I failed to do the right thing, which obviously was rare, sometimes there were serious consequences. Yes. Not just a talking to, no timeout, none of that nonsense. But those memories of the consequences, you know, the disciplinarian times, they never overshadow the learning and productive times with dad. Like when he showed me how to use tools and work on lawnmowers and bicycles and even my first car. Or the times he spent building, yes, building go-karts for my brother and me to test drive around the block. That's a whole nother story. I think I've shared that before, but I'll have to share that again sometime. We were test pilots, and that didn't always go well. Dad even showed us how to fly kites using our saltwater fishing rods and reels, and that was cool. He'd throw the football with us in the street during football season, and he taught us the finer points of throwing a ball of you know baseball, football, whatever, with either hand. And I remember even getting him to play tennis with me when I started uh, playing tennis in high school. And I remember it was the first sport that I could actually beat him. You you guys might identify more with me on that. You know how it feels to beat your dad for the first time at something, right? My dad was only 20 years older than me, and now he's been gone longer than he was around during my life. I've already lived quite a few years longer than he did, and I still think of him and and all those special memories, almost daily. I'm not sure if he knows right now how important a role he played in my life, but I am sure he knows without a doubt what the most important things in life are. I know he knows that. And he was and is a Christian. So I know my dad is, as Paul put it, present with the Lord right now. And I know dad has experienced for over 37 years now that ultimate relationship. And it's an awesome and incredible hope that I have to know that I'm going to see him again someday and to know that we're going to be eternal brothers in the presence of the one true living, loving father and creator of us all. So let me recommend that you try out an eternal perspective. As you check your texts and your instant messages and your social media accounts, your YouTube and Instagram videos, and even your e-commerce stats, pause for a, a little bit here and there. Look up, look around, pay attention to the ones you love, and talk to them. Embrace and laugh and enjoy the time 
They won't be here forever. You won't either. But you're going to all be somewhere forever. And you, you talk about that. And be sure you know where you're going. It matters. It matters more than any other message you're going to receive from any other source. All right, that does it for this episode of the Rhyme and Reason podcast. I hope you dance on Fandango Street one day too. And I know I'm going to go there and it's going to be uh, metaphorical, most likely. I doubt we're going to be dancing on some place called Fandango Street, but you get the point, I hope. Thank you so much for being a listener here. It means more than you know. And as always, remember, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. 